Welcome to episode 25 of Charlie's Music Production Lessons, which is a spin-off of my podcast Composer Quest. I'm Charlie McCarran, and in this show I'll be digging into my own productions in hopes of getting your creative gears turning. When you're scoring a film, some scenes have an obvious emotional direction to follow. Other scenes leave you with a puzzle to solve. In this episode, I break down my scoring for two of the hardest scenes to figure out in a film I'm working on. This production lesson originally aired in Composer Quest episode 142 with Sage Lewis. For more music production lessons and composer interviews, visit ComposerQuest.com. Since my guest Sage Lewis described film scoring like connecting puzzle pieces, I thought I'd share an example of that from a film I'm scoring called Twin Cities. Without giving too much away, the film is structured kind of like a mirror so scenes that happen in the first half are reflected in the second half. For most of these mirrored scenes, it was easy to bring back the same sounds and style because the moods were fairly straightforward. But I left two of the most challenging scenes until the end, and I was starting to hit a wall with them. One of these scenes involved a proposal in a park. On the surface, it's romantic, but in the context of the film, it has an undercurrent of unease. My first attempt was to do something tonal, Even though the tones are mostly major, it still felt a little too cold for this spring day in the park. So I gave it another shot, this time approaching it with a more experimental attitude. I recorded a sloppy guitar and vocal demo. I kind of liked it, but I didn't think I'd actually use the demo recording. But out of laziness, I decided to try it out rather than record something cleaner. When you want to repurpose a rough recording like this, all you have to do is just reverse it and add a ton of effects. So far, this cue was going in the same direction as my original tonal demo, very slow and somewhat cold. So I decided to add more rhythmic movement. I used a mellow Rhodes synth with my favorite effect, a MIDI arpeggiator, set to make upward arpeggios. The cool thing about these arpeggio patterns is that you can easily change up the time signature by adding or subtracting a finger in the chord you're holding. In this section, you'll hear me transition from 4-4 to 5-4. Next, I added a second arpeggio layer, which served as an accent layer rather than setting the time signature like my first layer. Here are the two layers together.
Next, I added some electric guitar harmonics and arpeggios. Then synth strings. And finally, a bass to ground the whole thing. Here's what the full mix sounds like. I was a little worried it had too much going on and would distract from the dialogue, but the director actually loved it. I think each instrument is mellow enough that when they're added together, it creates a blanket of sound with nothing sticking out. The other hardest scene to score was one where the main character, Emily, is describing her novel while we're seeing the images come to life with an imaginary couple. It's about this lovely couple living this nice life in the not-too-distant future until one day, out of the blue, the guy drowns in this horrible accident. It's a tricky scene to score because it starts out dramatic and then becomes comedic. In my first attempt, I tried to do both things at the same time with a quirky score. At the time, I thought it worked, but the director was very lukewarm on it. He kept pushing a temp track that had a heavy beat. I wasn't sure that style would work exactly, but it was clear he wanted more forward momentum. So here's where I started to connect the dots, thanks to a suggestion by the editor, Jason Schumacher. Since this scene is thematically connected to the park scene I had already scored, I thought I'd try starting with the same style of Rhodes arpeggios. Once I had this basic structure to work with, I improvised three wandering piano lines on top. I recorded these three takes very quickly so I wouldn't accidentally copy the other lines from memory, and so each part would feel slightly unexpected. You'll hear the first take in the mid-range of the piano, the second take in the bass range, and the third take in the upper register. Next, I brought in the same synth string sound from the park scene. And finally, I added a low bass rumble for when a gun appears. I sent what I had so far to the director, and he was half sold on it, but it still needed more momentum to match the intensity of the story. So I tried a rhythmic shift during the key point in the story. I doubled the speed of the arpeggio notes, but I also slowed the tempo a little bit, 
so it still feels faster, but not doubly fast. I also added five percussion layers, which you'll hear come in one at a time. The initial woodblock sound I used seemed a little too realistic for this soundscape so I used a bit crushing effect to make it sound a little more electronic. So in the end, I abandoned the comedic side of this score in favor of a darker, more dramatic mood. I think the comedic take on the end of the scene actually works better when the viewer's totally invested in the drama of the story. Then when the music cuts out, it's even more of a surprise comedic moment. Before I play the full track, I want to remind you that you can find all of these production lessons as their own sub-podcast. Just search for Charlie's Music Production Lessons, and you can find the whole collection for free on iTunes or any other podcast app. If you're curious about this film, you can search for Twin Cities by David Ash, and follow along on Facebook for updates about future screenings. Thanks again for listening, and here's my in-progress track, tentatively titled Fujiya Story. (laughs) 